Hi guys, I'm Marie. And I'm Maddie. And we are here recording Lost in the Woods. Again. Again. Hello. <laughs> so, um, I feel like we should just talk about our merch. Our merch again. We have merch. We do have merch, by the way. Yes, we do. It's in our link on our bio. It'll be in a link on this episode as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have merchandise. And please, if you have bought merchandise, because we see that people are buying it, make sure you post it on your story and you tag us in it so that we can share it on ours. Yeah, we would love to. We would love to see what merch people are buying. So, today, we are bringing you the story of Maren Uland and Louisa Jesperson. And these two would set out to hike the Atlas Mountains, where they would meet their brutal end. And this episode does contain some very distressing content. Distressing? Well, I found it distressing. (laughs) To give you an idea of how distressing I found the content of this case, I actually started researching this one last year. And then I shelved it and I put it away. So my day is fucking ruined is what you're telling me. Yes. Maren and Louisa were friends from school. Now, Louisa Jesperson is 24 years old, and her friends actually call her Lulu, which is my daughter's nickname. Really weird. Mm-hmm. Spelled the same way, too. Yep. Continue. She's from Denmark, and her friends describe her as adventurous and fun, And she describes herself in a YouTube video as very enthusiastic about outdoors and outdoor activities. Her social media showed her doing handstands on the beach, holding an ice axe overhead in the snow, whitewater kayaking, and cliff diving into blue pools of water. In a lot of her photos, she is laughing or sticking out her tongue. And according to her Instagram, she is quite the traveler. She was described as having an abundant appetite for life. Okay. Marin Uland was 28, and she was known immediately by her long blonde hair. She is from Norway, and she was quiet and reserved and cared deeply about others. She dreamed of working in outdoor therapy. She didn't love the materialism of Christmas and often would travel over the holiday season, which is what her and Louisa end up doing. On November 21, Louisa posted on her Facebook, Dear friends, I'm going to Morocco in December. Any of you guys who's around by then or any mountain friends who knows something about Mount Tubkul? So by November 21, they were pretty much well set on this plan. Yeah. Okay. So the girls were great travel companions. Louisa was outgoing and Marin was more reserved. So Marin actually briefly considered backing out of the trip just days before they departed. Yeah, she had been concerned about some of the items on their itinerary, maybe felt like things weren't planned enough or or something along those lines. So Louisa convinced her that everything would be fine and she relented. And this kind of fits their personalities too, right? Like, Louise is not worried about it. She's like, let's go. Let's have fun. And Marin is like, um, wait a second. What about this? And what about this? But she's able to talk her into continuing on. They did have another classmate named Steinholm, 
who initially had been a third in their group, but she backed out at the last minute to go on a surfing trip with friends. So it sounds like a pretty casual, like, Mm -hmm. let's go climb a mountain in Morocco kind of trip. So December 8th, 2018, the girls arrive in Morocco and plan to be there for about a month. Over the years, this had become a popular tourist destination. So on a typical day, taxis bring day trippers up from Marrakech, 56 miles up north. The taxis follow luxury SUVs from the nearby Casbah Tibidah, Richard Branson's luxury retreat where rooms can cost up to $600 a night. And bring tourists to the mountain. So basically, people will go and stay at these really luxury retreats. And then they take shuttles to the mountain for like day trips and hiking and exploring and stuff. Okay. In 2018, more than 12 million foreign tourists traveled to Morocco. Which this is a new record, I guess. Right. And 2018, remember, is when the girls are traveling there. Louisa's mom had actually advised her daughter not to go to Morocco because she had heard that it was dangerous. The girls, however, were drawn to Morocco's high atlas, which extends from the Atlantic Ocean toward the Algerian border. Mount Tibacal is one of the most popular in the region. It is a two-day trek up the mountain, but it is non-technical, so anybody can do it without training, which draws more people. That's my shit. No technical stuff? Sign <laughs> me up for that. I prefer to have at least like a two or three. It keeps the amateurs away a little bit. Like you. <laughs> I'm not willing to freeze my ass off to get to the top of a mountain. I know. I actually, I went to the zoo on a field trip yesterday and my hand, my hands were white and they were turning blue on my fingertips and one of the parents there was so concerned that he went and got like a hot apple cider for me to carry around because he was worried about my fingers. Uh, I was like, no, yeah, this um, is normal. Oh. It's fine. On December 9, Marin wrote to her mother, hello, everything is good down here. I don't have the movable on so much, which not sure exactly. I'm assuming that has to do with like data. Like she doesn't have her data turned on maybe. Her mother responded with, that's good, but I need to hear from you about what you are doing and whether you are having fun. But she receives no response. So on December 12th, she wrote, is it going okay with you and Louisa? But she received no response. And saying, Marin, you have to give me a signal so I won't be so afraid that something is wrong. (sighs) This is like my nightmare because I am 100% confident that Madison would not get back to me immediately, even if nothing or something was wrong. You would be correct because right now at this very moment in time, I have 69 unread text messages. That stresses me out. On December 13, so this is a day after her mom sends the message but doesn't get a response. Four men prop up their cell phone against a cushion of a couch and seated themselves under an Islamic State flag. They ranged from age 26 to 33. And this state flag that they're sitting underneath, by the way, is actually one of their t-shirts that they have 
cut off and dyed to look like the flag. Wait. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. One of them says, feel your necks, O enemies of Allah. Before the four of them took a common oath to the leader of the Islamic State, affirming their alliance. They then made their final preparations for a trip to the Atlas Mountains in order to carry out their own terrorist attack, which they had been planning since 2017. And this was not their first plan. They had also tried unsuccessfully to make an explosive device. They made lethal bomb with rat poison and planned to spread it on car door handles. But they abandoned this plan after it failed to kill a rabbit while testing this bomb that they made. They also considered storming resorts with swords and plowing through crowds with rental cars. On December 14, the four men rode motorcycles to the outskirts of Marrakesh and then took a taxi to Imlo, where they purchased food and a camp stove. They encountered two tourists on bicycles and got out their knives, but ultimately decided against killing them. Not sure why they did that, but... They then targeted two hikers, but also abandoned this plan when they realized that they had guides with them. So basically, they're out on this mountain just looking for victims. What? But <sighs> is this supposed to be a terrorist attack? What is killing... They're killing tourists. It's like retribution is why. On December 16, they decide to set a trap high on the mountain trail in order to ambush hikers. This also failed. And one of the men, whose wife was pregnant with their third child, decided that he was going to head home and headed down the mountain. <laughs> okay. He says, mm, not for me, guys. <sighs> Jesus. On December 17, 2018, so the next day, the girls arrive in Imlil by taxi. They set out to hike to the summit of Mount Tubacol. Mount Tubacol is a peak in the southwest Morocco located in Tubacol National Park at 4,167 meters or 12,671 feet. It is the highest peak in the Atlas Mountains and North Africa. In December, the weather would be a bit cold and windy, but they planned to do this without a guide, which was not uncommon if you there's were no a capable tactical. hiker. There's no tactical. Technical. Technical, I mean, there's no technical on this. Right. It's Wouldn't not, tactical it's, still work? No. No? No. It's not tactical as, like, army, military, like, tactical. Well, technically, there's no tactical either. Well... <laughs> So technically, I'm not wrong. It's not. <laughs> either way. I'm going to disagree. Either way, we're going to continue on. I'm still okay. not wrong. Okay. I don't remember what I was saying now. So okay, I started perfect. yelling. I lost my train of thought. The second I started yelling, train of thought is out the window. Now, a guide is recommended. However, it's not necessary for experienced hikers who are familiar and able to read maps. A guide is very beneficial, though, for translation, pack meals, or route finding. So... The guides usually provide a meal to carry your gear. They are able to translate for you, which is kind of the biggest thing. And as they hiked, the trail would be shared with other hikers, guides, and pack mules, which we've actually seen when we've hiked in Europe. 
It's very cool. I loved the Clydesdale mules. Oh, they were so I'm pretty. I'm literally in love with them. I literally haven't stopped thinking about them since we went to Europe. I know. It's just a fat-ass fucking mule. They're huge. I know. They're, they're very... bigger than, like, a horse. I know. They're very cool. Like, they're bigger than most horses I've seen. It's okay. a mule. They would first ascend on Nation Mule Trail, cross a rocky floodplain, and the path would then steadily climb upward. They would pass cascading waterfalls... Very, very pretty scenery here. And many would recall the pair as smiling and friendly. There were small shops and cafes along the lower elevations, which is actually really cool. So it sounds like people have shops and different places set up where you can buy food, water, you can buy like trinkets and things like that. Um, And these kind of scatter along the lower elevations. There is a mountain hostel at 10,521 feet called Refuge Tubkol. This would be a popular spot for hikers to break up their hike, and many would spend the night near here in order to get some food and a shower before tackling the summit in the morning. So this was like a good stopping point for a lot of hikers. But the girls elected to continue up and would soon be in more difficult terrain and much snow would litter the ground. As Louisa and Marin made their way up the mountain, four men were approaching the peak from the other side. At the pass, a local guide hiked with two Danish tourists encountered the men. He exchanged greetings with them, and it was an unremarkable exchange. The men interacted with another group as well as a Hanau owner. Yeah, and these are like the owners of like these... Shops. Shops, huts, refuges, yeah. They also asked a lone hiker if he was Muslim, which he replied in the affirmative. Probably wondering if he would be a good victim, but when they found out he was Muslim, they didn't kill him. Why do you look confused? I'm not confused. I'm just thinking about these guys are literally up here on a mountain, just like looking for someone to murder. As a form of terrorism. It's crazy, right? As a form of terrorism. I know, I know. Well, and they're not even officially, like, part of a terrorist group right now. What? No. They're trying to pledge their allegiance to a terrorist group. As the girls headed down, they would pass the refuge well after four. And this would be the refuge tube the spot that's a good place to stop. So they make it back down that way. And, and this is well after four. We don't actually know if the girls summited the mountain or not. Okay. Now, this is pretty late since they would have three or four more hours to reach base camp at this point. So when they get to this spot, it's getting late. The sun is going to set around 630. And we don't know exactly what time they get there, but we know it's well after four because the shop owner actually closes up his shop at four, and he does not encounter them. So rather than coming down the mountain, they decide that they are going to pitch their tents near the handout. And this is an area where hikers do that. Okay. There's a nice flat area next to the handout. Gotcha. And then in the morning, they would be able to get snacks or anything like that. So wait, is the handout the place or the guy that owns it? No, it's the place. They're called handouts. Another half hour would have brought them to the village of Aramond, 
And here they could have actually rented a room and gotten a hot meal and a bed. But it's possible that either they didn't know they were that close to it or they wanted more of like the backpacking experience. They probably just didn't know. Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah. Around 7 p.m. Or didn't care enough. Yeah. We're like, oh, we could go a little bit farther and like get a room. But they're like, why not just pitch our tents? Or they could have been exhausted. I mean, they did a really difficult hike that day. And if they did summit, I mean, they yeah. could have just been oh, that tired. Either way. All possibilities. I now, around 7 p.m., the three men would pitch their own tent a couple hundred feet downslope from Louisa and Marin. Remember, we're only three men now because the other one has left. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And we don't actually know if the men interacted at this point with the girls or even earlier in the day. We have no idea if they have actually had a conversation or interacted with them. Around midnight, the three men, who we know are just looking for Westerners to kill, approached the tent of Louisa and Marin. They would stab one of the girls to death inside the tent and the other just outside the tent. They also recorded this brutal murder and would post it on the internet after the attack in hopes of becoming Islamist heroes. I don't know what the I don't know what a terrorist group exactly looks for in people pledging their allegiance, but I just feel like going in and murdering two young girls in a tent is not what a terrorist group. Well, we're gonna go into that, yeah. Is fucking looking for no. When done, they flee and they actually leave their tent behind, which I think that this is kind of weird. But they probably were so hyped up at this point that they're just fleeing. And they actually stop at a stream where they washed the blood off of themselves and shaved their beards. So they're, they're changing their appearance, basically, at this point. The next day, two French hikers would discover the bodies. And they immediately ran back down the mountain to report the crime. And one said, it was horrible. They were broken. We warned everyone we saw to not go up there. I did not want more to see what I had seen. And it does get a little worse. Emergency medical and forensic investigators would soon arrive, and four law enforcement helicopters from Marrakech descend on the trailhead. And a team of investigators from the Central Bureau of Judicial Investigations or the BCIJ, which is like Morocco's equivalent of the FBI, arrive on scene. Louisa had over 23 injuries and had been decapitated. Marin had seven. I, I actually don't know which girl was found inside the tent and which one was found outside the tent. I would guess... Marin is inside the Marin tent. Marin is inside the tent. Yeah. That day, a news station would report that a woman from Norway and one from Denmark had been murdered, but their names are not released. It had been five days since Marin's mother had heard from her, and her stepmom actually heard the broadcast and called her husband to ask where Marin's friend was from, and he confirmed that she was Danish. 
Yeah, that'd be such a panic because you were like, uh, I can't. where is she from? They're grown-ass adults, too. Like, they might not have even given their parents each other's numbers or information oh, no. or anything. I, if I went on a trip with my friends, I wouldn't even think to give you. He called Marin's sister, who called her mom, and she said that she knew it was them. I feel it, I feel it, she said. She called the Norwegian police and explained that her daughter was hiking in the area where the murders had occurred and asked if it was her daughter. They said that they didn't know, but moments later they called her back and asked her, where are you? To which she said, I'm in the car, and they told her she had to pull over. Now, Steinholm, who was the classmate that originally planned on going with the girls, saw the news report and sent a message to Marin saying, when you get safely down from the Atlas Mountains, will you give us a text? I'm trying to do my best not to be very afraid that it is you. And she would later come across the video of her friends being murdered. Because that shit gets online and goes viral. By Wednesday, two days later, a video, the video, was circulating on Facebook and would go viral. It was 76 seconds long, and it showed the stabbing and decapitation of one of the women. One of the men declares that the murders are revenge for ISIS defeats in Syria. But the terrorist group did not acknowledge them and did not share their video or claim any responsibility for the attack. What a terrifying 76 seconds of their lives this would have been. Now, when the guide who had seen them saw the video, he realized that it was the men that he had interacted with days before. (sighs) Okay, so Morocco security forces set out to obviously try to figure out who did this. Who did this? Yeah. And they did end up finding... And arresting. 33-year-old, not even going to try to get his name right because what a piece of human garbage. We're going to say Abadiram Kalai. Sure. So then three days later, three more men were arrested. So the other three that actually participated in the murder. Correct. So they were attempting to flee by bus. And a man selling water bottles saw a knife that one of them was carrying and alerted authorities. Good job. He's just some water bottle vendor who sees a man with a big knife and is like, uh, that doesn't look right. So they were headed to Libya to join ISIS. Cool. So they still had the murder weapon in their possession. So all of them were from the outskirts with marginal jobs. And the ringleader, Abedesmad Ehud. Boom. Who was 25. Had spent a year in prison when he was previously attempting to join ISIS. Cool. And he did admit to being the one who beheaded one of the girls. Another one of the men was Rahig Afidi. Another piece of human garbage. Not going to. Not looking up his name. Nope. He was 33 and he was the one who had videoed the incident. One of them at one point says that they took no part in the murders. But in the video, you can actually see his foot holding down one of the girls as she's being beheaded. So bullshit, you were all involved, and it doesn't really matter. I don't even give a fuck about the guy that left. You're still, 
Yeah, if they had found a victim earlier, he still would have been involved. Yeah. I know. I don't even... Now, ISIS does not take credit for these murders. Yeah, because they're fucking pathetic. And it is thought that they acted on their own volition, which it sounds like they were. It sounds like they did. They were part of a cell that met regularly to plan attacks in Morocco. So it's not just these four men. There are more. I think like 20-something are in the cell. Well, men. I just can't. Who have jobs and families. Like, multiple of these men have children. The Saturday after Marin and Luisa's bodies were found, hundreds of Moroccans gathered for candlelight vigils outside of the Danish and Norwegian embassies. In Marrakesh, tour guides convened to collectively condemn the murders. So Moroccans are saying, we do not condone this. We do not believe that this is right. We are standing against this, basically. Well, then, yeah, God, fuck. Now, Marin's mother wrote a statement for court, and it was read by the lawyer. And it said the most just thing would be to give these beasts the death penalty they deserve. I ask that of you. My life was destroyed the moment that two policemen came to my door on the 17th of December to announce my daughter's death. Although I think she actually got the news initially over the phone, but they did show up at her door too. So they did plead guilty to the murders, and on July 18th, they were sentenced to death. Although there has been a moratorium on execution since 1993, but hey... So they will probably not actually be executed. I pray and hope that there is some prison guard out there that just fucks with people on death row who are never going to get executed. Yeah. Just to keep them on their fucking toes. Like, oh, is today going to be the day I get executed? (laughs) Even though they're not. Even though they're never going to get executed. I just hope they don't live in peace of mind knowing that they're not going to get executed. Right. Now, Kali, the first one arrested, and that's not how you say his name, I'm sure, the one who had left the group before the murders, he was sentenced to life in prison. And his wife did not believe that he had pledged his alliance to the Islamic State. And she actually had to be shown the video of him doing so in order to believe it. Because she was like, there's no way. This did not happen. She legit thought that he was just going camping with some friends. Like she had no idea, according to her, that this had happened. That would be crazy if that's actually the case. Ugh. The cell had 21 other people in it, and the prosecutor asked for 15 to life for those members. The Hanau owner who had left his shop actually shuttered the windows and closed it for more than two weeks. One thing that I found kind of heartbreaking was that among Marin's belongings, police actually found a letter from a childhood friend of hers a French girl named Salome Gerard, who had been killed in the 2011 bombing of a cafe in Marrakesh. So her mom thought that she might be bringing that letter, like, back to visit the site or to, like, for some sort of closure or something. On January 21st, Marin's funeral was held in her hometown, Parish in Norway. Her family dog... Alf Herman. Mm-hmm. Her dog's name is Alf Herman. Sat quietly in the front row. 
The minister said we must continue to climb the mountain and paddle the rivers. You go. We must continue to move freely and fearlessly into the world like Maran did. It's just so heartbreaking. Like what a waste of these two young women who planned on doing only good in the world. There are now four checkpoints along the trail to the summit, and it is no longer possible to sleep in a tent like Louisa and Marin did. Also, the 14 people who shared the video will be prosecuted and could hold a fine of up to two years in jail. Good. Six of them are between the ages of 13 and 18. Three are between the ages of 22 and 36, and five of them are 46 to 69 years old. Two more people were charged with apologizing for terrorism, which is expressing joy or amusement about a terrorist attack. I just hope that they were able to track down the piece of shit that, get this, took screenshots of the girls being murdered and posted them on their mother's Facebook pages. This actually happened. So, yes, their mothers got support and a lot of it, but they also got harassed and had pictures of their dead daughters and pictures of their daughters being murdered posted onto their Facebook pages. Jesus Christ. Like, what is wrong with people? And also, why is anybody sharing these videos? Why would you share that? By the way, did you know that that is an offense? Did you know that you could go to jail for that? Nope. I did not know I could go to jail for that. Because you can. Imagine being in this category. Six of these people are between the ages of 13. That means at least one of them is 13. Like, these children should not even be watching something like this. Mm-mm. Well, hopefully... Hopefully they were able to get all of it down and all of it off of the internet. It just... I I can't. I just can't believe how pathetic these men are. That is disgusting and pathetic. Because you try to join a terrorist group and you attack two young women and you expect a terrorist organization to be like yeah that sounds good to me i don't know anything about what a terrorist organization wants but i don't think that's it well and initially they did send this video to a terrorist organization and the terrorist organization did not post or share the video so we're not sure where the sharing of the video actually first occurred it's rumored to have started on facebook but i think they've never announced who the initial poster of this video was okay and really quick i want to share a video that louisa made about her desire to travel to the arctic my name is louisa a young lady from denmark with a burning desire about going into the arctic and to represent denmark in the fjellreven polar expedition 2018 i'm very enthusiastic about outdoors and outdoor activities. I'm studying a bachelor in outdoor life in Norway for the same reason. I'm trying to film a dream to go into the Arctic, but sometimes it takes some detours before you end up where you want. 
but I'm still working my way towards the north. Ever since I joined the Filrium competition last year, where I ended up in second place. And I hope, wish, and pray that this time I can achieve my dream. A dream that I can't achieve without your help. A dream about experiencing the feeling of kicking a dog sled through the big Arctic. About feeling the ice crystals in my face and the view of an infinite white landscape. A dream about learning and experiencing the magnificent untamed Arctic. <laughs> okay. It kind of breaks my heart. And watching the video is even worse. Ugh. But yeah, that is our super distressing case of Louisa and Marin. How are you doing, Maddie? My day's ruined. <laughs> Maddie did not. You held it together. Thank you, you did really good. You made it almost to the end. Thank you. You did good. I'm very, I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I literally feel like I need to take a nap, go for a run. I don't know. Eat some ice cream. I don't fucking know. I need to live in solitary confinement where there's no people ever. Away from people. Well, and here's the thing. This is not a story of people who got lost, right? Who weren't prepared, who went out there, who did the wrong thing, no. said the wrong thing. Nope. This is just two girls fucking hiking for Christmas because one of them just doesn't really like Christmas that much. The and they, yeah, she didn't like the material. And they just Christmas. went hiking yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. And then got murdered because these dumbasses want to be part of a terrorist group? Are you fucking kidding me? I know. I can't handle it. <sighs> the through the tent. I know. Okay. I can't. It was like just fucking rough. Fucking rough. <sighs> okay. Can you think of any, like, happy anything that we could... <laughs> No, because this case just reminds to. me of the other one we did with the interview of the parents. Then it just makes me sad. The Aubrey Sacco. Yes. And then it makes me sad thinking about her parents. I know. Well, you know what? Um, you know the, the song? I still have that on my iTunes. And it every now and then circulates into my music, like when I'm listening to music. And I literally... I can't bring myself to delete it because I feel like I need somebody needs to be thinking about her and like I don't know. I just can't bring myself to delete it. Even though it distresses me every time I hear it. I just remember being on Zoom with her parents and her parents asking me all these questions. Oh, God. Just like cuz I just like reminded them of their daughter and telling me how lucky I was. I know. Stop. That's all I you think have about. to stop. This case reminds me of that one and that one sucks. I know. Okay. Well, let's move on to happier things. So we have new Patreons. We have new 
things going on on Patreon. Come and see us over there. Come and join us over there. Um, We really appreciate all of the support that everybody has given us. We appreciate when you guys buy us coffee. We appreciate when you buy our merchandise. You guys are seriously all amazing. And this week we have uh, Christina Moss. Welcome to Patreon. Hi, Christina. We have... <laughs> I can't. Nanda Diva. That. Don't give that to me. Nanda Diva Cortez. We need to look that up, Mom. <laughs> that is. Uh, I'm sorry. We are so. I had a cool name. I, that's. <laughs> we're cool. so sorry for butchering your name. I'm just a stupid American. I'm sorry. We also have Jennifer Pinnock. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to Patreon. We have Alexa Reigns. Alexia Reyes. <laughs> also, we have Alexia Reyes. <laughs> In case you were wondering. Who are the same person. I literally don't think I can read. I'm convinced. One of them is pronounced Maddie's way. I am convinced I can't read. I just memorized words and that's how I read. That I can't actually read. <laughs> that sounding out. Because sound, it just doesn't I know. make sense. We also have Crystal... Uh, Romans, hi Crystal, welcome to Patreon. And Shayna Lanes, Leanne, Leanne, Shayna Leanne, Shayna Leanne. Hi Shayna, welcome to Patreon. Is that Shana? I Shanna, Shanna, Shayna. I I don't know. It's getting it's definitely worse. not Shayna. There's an A before the E. I don't know. Anyway, thank you all of you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate you guys. But yeah, uh, come and check us out on Patreon. Come hang out with us there. We have a ton of bonus episodes and material and videos and all sorts of fun stuff on there. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will talk to you soon. Bye. So I'm sitting down here. I have my hood on. I'm freezing because my electric blanket is still fucking broken. Do you want to use mine? I like never turn it on. What do you mean you never turn it on? I Well, I turn it on. I'm not turning it on right now because I'm not cold enough to turn what it on. What is wrong with you? It's freezing in here. I was outside. I went to the pet store. I ran errands today. So Madison decided not to buy cat food for like a million fucking oh years. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. And, and you're making it sound like. Who, guess who deals with the cats when they're hungry? And they don't have food. And guess guess who gets punished because the cats decide that if they don't have food immediately at 5 a.m. when Maddie lets them out and they come running up to me, they eat my fucking plants. Okay. So let me let My me just... bonsai tree is bald right now. Okay. Yeah. My cats are assholes. They, they, <laughs> but they don't eat my plants. They only eat grandma's plants. And I think it's out of anger towards grandma. Because I'm the one that feeds them. So they're like, where's her food? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what happened is that I work... Late. I worked late every day this week, so I wasn't able to get cat food because I couldn't make it to the pet store before they closed. So I wasn't able to get cat food. And I will throw it out there that a week ago I told Maddie that she would need cat food very soon. And she was like, like, how soon? And I was like, like, they won't have food in two days. <laughs> and then I forgot. But they did have other food. It's just crappy canned food that they don't like and that it doesn't give them any nutritional value. So they just eat grandma's plants anyway because it's not good enough for them. 
because they're yeah. spoiled little brats. So I have a very pretty bonsai tree. It's kind of in like an S shape. And it had formerly had four sections with leaves. Now it has two. No, it's down to one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Don't put your bonsai tree on the ground. It's too big to put anywhere else. You should, and it doesn't matter where you- I put it; they will climb up on every shelf and eat every plant that they can reach. Don't stop gaslighting me. I am not. I am a victim. You. I this am not, not gaslighting you. I'm not saying it's not true and it's not happening because it is happening. You're victim blaming. She's victim blaming. No, I'm more of like think that's your problem. <laughs> it's not my problem though. You're such a dick. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Madison owes me, like, three new plants. I will buy you three more plants. I just don't... I don't know what you want me to do about the cats eating them. I can't stop them. I want you to have cat food supplied so that I can feed them immediately. And I told her yesterday, don't let them out in the morning because I don't have food to give them. And if you let them out, they're going to come upstairs and start eating my plants. And then she was like, I had to let them out because they were destroying my room. (laughs) Yeah, but, and I couldn't get pet food. So they did go outside today and came back very muddy, and I'm concerned for my garden now. Yeah, they were definitely digging in someone's garden, so sorry to Grandma or sorry to my neighbors, whoever's garden. (laughs) Whoever's (laughs) vegetables are completely uprooted right now. They did come out of the neighbor's yard. Oh, my God, what if they took a shit in the neighbor's garden? Oh, God. Our neighbor has, like, a huge veggie garden. Our neighbor does. No, their veggie garden is in their greenhouse, so it's going to be their flowers if they did anything. Okay, well, that's fine if they shit in the flowers. I have a lot of vegetables right now. That are alive and growing and surviving. And if they got in there and dug them up because they were hungry, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. You know. <laughs> it's fine. I, uh, so it was not neglect. The cats did have food. They just didn't have their proper food that they enjoy. Because she has spoiled them. The cats were not starving to death or dying. But thought that they were. But they thought they were, yes. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. This is not animal neglect. Please don't take my cats away. 